Welcome back, Coyotes fans, to episode 59, take two of our Mock Draft special. Uh, we have Mike joining us, Big Tortilla, I got Grandy, I got Matt. Uh, boys, let's get this thing started. How are we doing? Doing good, just enjoying the, the night. Great win by Florida tonight. How's everybody else? Doing real good. Uh, have some actually really good stuff going on off uh, off pod in my personal life, so I'm feeling really good right now. Well, not too bad over here. Uh, just hanging out. I, the smoke is kind of lifting in Calgary, uh, literally and figuratively, so uh, things are going all right. How are you doing? I'm, I'm hanging in there. I got you. Good to hear. Good to hear. All right, boys, uh, let's get some quick news out of the way. Uh, Clayton Keller recently kind of gave us a, I guess I'll say ultimatum, I guess, of a timeline for the Coyotes, kind of give him a stable thing. We're going to kind of cover that a little bit more, but just wanted to quickly address that and let you guys know that we're getting that ready. Um, or we get more information, of course, not an official trade request, so we'll get some more information and get that back to you guys. But Grandy, you had a quick thank you for us. Yeah, so we're doing, as you know, and Matt's going to get into the rules here in a bit, uh, but we're doing a charity mock draft where we were asking for fan submissions, and our friends at the Late Arrivals podcast, who is one of our uh, compatriot pods at Inside the Rink, sent us over five uh, lottery mock drafts. So a huge thank you to you guys it's going to be awesome for what we're doing and will help us get this number even higher that we're going to hopefully be able to donate to the charity at the end of this so let's get a lot of these picks right gents all right so just as a refresher um picks one through 16 lottery picks they're going to be worth five dollars a pick with the exception of the coyotes picks at ten dollars a piece if the picks are correct um, picks 17 through 32, $10 a piece on those, um, correct picks again. Um, the fan submission, um, mock drafts, every correct pick on a fan submission mock draft, Grandy and I will each donate $1 to the Humane Society of Arizona. Um, in addition to the fan submitted ones, Mike and Tortillas, Mock drafts will count for that as well. Um, Tyler is going to contribute $20 to the winner's uh, charity of choice, uh, whoever has the most correct answers. So, um, hoping for some big numbers here. Um, I, Grandy and I have both set a minimum of $40. So, if we both absolutely tank our mock drafts, at a minimum, $40 going to each of our charities. Uh, American Heart Association for me, Grandy, yours? NAMI, the National Alliance. So, without further ado, uh, let's get to it. I, I'm just going to ask, is, does anybody have anyone other than Bedard at 1 and Fantilli at 2? Nope. 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 Probably the easiest two, I think. Yeah, those are pretty cut and dried. Yeah, I'd say so. All right, so getting on to pick three. Um, I'm going to start us off. I've got Will Smith going to Columbus. Um, I know there's a lot of people that have Smith, Carlson, back and forth there. My biggest thing here, um, Columbus has only taken one player, I'm sorry, two players from Europe in the last two drafts. One of them, Juracek, 
it's kind of hard to pass on. But otherwise, they've stuck with North American and KHL players. So I'm going to go Will Smith when I feel like the the line is razor thin between the two. Well, cool. I'm going to go What's with uh, Leo Carlson, actually. Um, I just think the big-bodied center next to uh, Kent Johnson and some of the skill that they have there, I think that player is going to fit in really well there. And like you said, that, that line is really close between the two. So I, I just think he fits the talent around them better. Figured uh, it's worth noting uh, today that uh, Columbus Blue Jackets reporter Aaron Portsline said in an article in The Athletic that he suspects there's a possibility that the Blue Jackets might be able to trade that number three pick. Uh, and the target that he suggested was Elias Lindholm from Calgary. Um, in that case, I would think Calgary would take Leo Carlson at three. Uh, I also think Columbus would take Leo Carlson at three. Um, I just think the uh, the size package going with the skill and the production in Sweden is too tantalizing to pass up, but Will Smith is one heck of a prospect, so. That's what I had, too. So, yeah. Big Tortilla, what you got? I also have uh, Leo Carlson. Uh, just the size, you just can't pass that up. I mean, with Johnny Goodrow, it's just a perfect match. Okay. Pick four, Grandy. I have Will Smith going to the Sharks. Just the guy who's going to be their long-term number one center, the centerpiece of this rebuild that's really just starting out. Um, they have a few nice pieces already, but they need to keep adding to it. He'll be that nice number one center for him tilt around. All right, Mike, what you got? I have the Sharks taking Dalibor Dvorsky at number four. Uh, I think he's going to be a center that I think they will take over Will Smith. Um, I think he is a guy who has played uh, some pretty high-level competition also overseas in Sweden. Um, and I just think he's a guy who's going to add to their little stable that they've got. They're going with William Eklund coming as well. So I have Dalibor Dvorsky being a big riser on draft day. Okay, Matt. So I guess being the only one that didn't take Leo Carlson at three, uh, Leo Carlson goes at four to the Sharks. Um, outside of... You know, uh, Matt Vay-Mishkov, I think Leo Carlson's the next best prospect available there. I don't think San Jose passes on him. Tortilla. Then I can't say his name. Mitchikov. Mitchikov? Okay. I'm actually got to excuse me. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> no problem. Only because uh, knowing San Jose's history, they're, uh, they always do well with Russians, and there's no timeline on their... Uh, on their rebuild, so they have time to wait. Okay, cool. Well, I had Will Smith going just because I was like, California, Will Smith, uh, prospects were my weakest area, but I was like, you know, I think it's a good fit. I felt good about it. I trusted the uh, the old instincts. So, all right, for pick, uh, what is that? Five. Mike, five, yeah. what you got? Uh, number five pick, Montreal will take Will Smith. Uh, I think he makes a lot of sense. He's going to be playing with Lane Hudson at BC next year. And uh, I think. Um, uh, Kent Hughes really likes his Americans, his college prospects, and I think he is an obvious fit, especially considering that Montreal has historically not necessarily been a uh, been a team that is so preoccupied with size. I think Will Smith is going to go there. Okay. Mr. Tortilla, what you got? Uh, I also have Will Smith, uh, I also have Will Smith going there. Uh, just like the size that he brings and, of course, the talent. 
Okay. Pick five, Will Smith for the Montreal. Matt. Uh, so I've got first defenseman off the board, David Reinbacher. Um, I, there's there's actually been a fair amount of chat um, that he's pretty high up on Montreal's board. Um, I do think he's he fits their biggest need right now uh, in terms of prospects, which is a right shot defenseman. They don't uh, they don't necessarily have that complete two way player in their prospect pool right now. So I'm I'm going with David Reinbacher to Montreal. Randy. I'm also going David Reinbacher to Montreal. They've gone wings the last couple uh, seasons. I think they're building down the middle with this one. And I'll be honest, there was a coin flip between Reinbacher and Dvorsky and Tails won. So I went Reinbacher. Uh, tail, you know. Can always trust the coin. Okay. Yeah, I had Reinbacher there as well. So I feel pretty good. Look at me, guys. I, I is it just dumb luck, or maybe I'm just a secret prospect expert? We don't really know. So for number six, Mr. Tortilla. It's dumb luck, we know. Oh, of course, absolutely. Last year was dumb luck too. Eight out of ten. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. Mr. Tortilla, what you got? Well, considering the last time I was on, I had uh <laughs> For the coyotes getting a pick six. Yeah, I had a. Uh, you had Ryan Leonard on there. Yeah. We we had a I long had, talk about that one. Yeah, and um, I would still do that, but this is what the counties are doing, not what I'm doing. <laughs> so I went with Dvorsky. Dvorsky. I think okay. we just we we need we're going to need it now more than ever uh, as far as like offense, and uh, we're going to have to show something quickly on the ice. So I went Dvorsky as well. I I think you have to build down the middle and on defense. Those are the two biggest weaknesses in the Coyotes uh, prospect pool right now. They're pretty set at wing, even in the NHL right now. So to me, Dvorsky is the best center remaining at that point. Um, I I think he's their guy. Mm. Mike? Uh, I would be extremely surprised to see David Reinbacher go top five, and I think he's going to go to Coyotes at six. Um, he's the best defenseman in this class. He plays out of the Swiss League, which they're very comfortable in drafting from. Uh, he gives them what I think would be their only legitimate top-pairing defense prospect in their system. Uh, I don't consider J.J. Moser to be a prospect at this point. Um, and so, yeah, I think they're going to be taking a defenseman at six for sure, um, or, or taking a defenseman with their first pick for sure. If Reinbacher isn't there, then I think they're going to probably try and trade back, but I think it'll be Reinbacher to Arizona at six. Before Grandy goes, I will say I had Mitch Koff. I wrote it in my article for Arizona Sports Underground. Shameless plug, and I got to stick with it. So, Grandy, I know you had something to say about the pick six. I also have Mitch Koff going here. I understand there's a lot of fear and a lot of trepidation with him because of that contract and because of our situation right now. But the fact of the matter is, our situation will not play into Matt Feimishkov's decision. If we're still facing this situation in three years when his contract is up, we're not going to be facing the situation for an entirely different reason. Um, he's the best player by far available. I believe strongly in building down the center of the ice, but when you have a player of Mishkov's talent available, take him. And then the other thing he does is if you keep Nick Schmaltz, his contract's up in three years. 
Mishkov can slide right into that opening created by Nick Schmaltz when he leaves as that playmaking, sniping, offensive force on the wing that can fit on either of the top two lines. So I just, uh, I think you have to go with the best available talent and Mishkov is that easily. Also a cool last name, so I can't go wrong with that. Just to add to the, that. So now we have pick seven, the Philadelphia Flyers, Matt. Who do you got? Ryan Leonard. Um, I I think he's right on par, if not a little more upside than Dvorsky. Um, I, but he's, he's going to be a winger in the NHL. Um, he's played wing most of his career. I, I like him going to Philly. I think they can use anybody at any position right now. Their rebuild's just getting underway. Mike, what you got? Yeah, I agree. It'll be Ryan Leonard. Early, uh, just first of all, I want to correct an earlier point that I made about Will Smith going to Montreal because it's actually, um, I said that he's going to be playing with Lane Hudson, but Lane Hudson actually plays at BU. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, is my camera? What's going on with my camera here? Uh, you like you just flipped it. Over. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Hold on a sec. Just wait a second here. Nevertheless, I'm going to continue. On. There we go. I'm going to continue on here and say it's going to be Ryan Leonard. Uh, and the reason that I brought up the point about um, Lane Hudson and uh, Will Smith is that those two aren't teammates, but Ryan Leonard is going to be a teammate uh, with Cutter Gauthier at Boston College next season. Cutter Gauthier being the guy who Philadelphia picked fifth overall last year. And I think there's a very good chance they end up playing on the same line together at BC. And so I think that makes a whole lot of sense for a Flyers team that needs some help on the wings. Before, sorry, before oh, we go oh, to the next person, real quick, you brought next. up Cutter Gauthier. Because, Hang on, you brought yeah. up Cutter Gauthier. Do you think he signs? Yeah, of course. Before I think next, no, I mean before oh, this season. No, no, he's already committed to going back. Has he? So, okay. um, yeah, yeah, no, it'll be Gauthier and Coolio both, I think, sign after their D plus twos. Okay. So, Grandy. Um, I wanted to go next because I had Billy going Leonard for a lot of the same reasons Mike did. To go play with Carter Gauthier, that'll be a really nice fit with those two. And that's going to be a line that a lot of teams are going to fear to play coming into the NHL here soon. Tortilla. I have uh, Leonard going. Uh, he, he just fits the Philly mold that they keep talking about going back to. And he's a big kid. He's going to play with. Uh, hard minutes for them, so I see him going there. He's almost got a name that fits Philly, right? Yeah, Ryan Leonard. You know, yeah, is a very Philly guy name. I don't know how you say yeah. it with the Philly accent, but yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean. There's just something about his name that screams Philly's going to take me. <laughs> well, Will Smith to me for some reason screams Montreal. That name, it just <laughs> feels, and I think it's because their GM's name is is Kent Hughes. Just you know, they sound yeah. similar. Yeah, I mean, there, there's there's something about a name, right? Yeah. Anyway, the two, the two are we, syllable are names. All in, trying to put the name like. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's a Philly guy. Might as well get him a Charlie's cheese stick while we're at it here. So, so, so outside the top two, the, our our first unanimous pick, Ryan Leonard. Mm-hmm. Oh, seven, wow. yeah, so. I think so. one, wow. two, and seven looks like they, they we're all agreement. Okay. So we're on to the Capitals. Mr. Tortilla, you want to start us off? Yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm into the weather. No problem. I have uh, Oliver Moore going to Washington. Okay. Um, mostly because 
I had a really busy schedule and I, I really needed something to put them. Fair <laughs> enough. Okay. Hey, you know what? Hey, that's I mean, that's honesty. I like it. Corn flipping, <laughs> ice rolling, whatever you got to do to get it, it still counts. So, uh, Matt, I'm not what a you got? about the coyote stuff. <laughs> so I got Mitchkov going there. Um, I I know. I mean, surprise, surprise, right? Uh, yeah, Washington taking another rush in. Ovechkin being there, I mean, there's a lot of speculation about that being a landing spot for him. If Mitchkov makes it to number eight, how does Washington pass on him? I mean, they yeah. they took Miroshnichenko last year. You know, they've got Ovechkin there. They've got Kuznetsov there. They had Orlov there. They're they're a team that has no problem taking guys out of the KHL. Yep. Oh, yeah, if Mishkov, is, if Mishkov is available, this is his absolute floor. I don't see him going lower than Washington yeah. at eight. I have him going. The guy who I would love the Coyotes to take if he is still available at six and Mishkov isn't. And Dalibor Dvorsky, the two-way center, had a phenomenal World Junior. Um, not World Juniors, under 18s. And played against men and could you can keep him over in Europe for a year. You can send him to the AHL. More than likely he'd stay in Europe for a year before he comes over the year after, but I really like his game, and I think he gives us a very strong second line center behind Logan Cooley. But this is Washington. So what am I saying? Like, <laughs> needs help everywhere. So, so I have a, yeah, they do. They're just centering. I have a, a quick question though. So with Mitch Carlos, you know the whole three year thing. What is that? That's a lock in. No matter who drafts him, that's three years. He can't speed that up to come play with Ovechkin. Nothing like that. That is a three year solid thing. Short of him and his team coming to an agreement where the contract gets bought out um, and basically terminated early, um, yeah, he's there for three years. There's an agreement Which, between the NHL and the Russian Federation that says they will honor each other's contracts. Which Washington has been very, very good at getting teams. I believe Marischenko is their second time they've done that with. Correct me if I'm wrong. I've Thought that's what I thought, where they've gotten the players out early, so which is unusual. All right. Well, Mike, what you got? Uh, Mitch Gov. Mitch Gov. Yep. Okay. I, have... I actually think I think it's quite likely that Washington trades up with Arizona and does the swap where they take Mitch Gov and Arizona takes Reinbacher at eight. Uh, but I think that's why I had Arizona in my notes as I originally had that trade down. Yeah, that makes the most sense oh. to me. But anyway, yeah. And Mike, what would they trade? So, in addition to the eighth overall, what else would they trade? Just if you had to make uh, a speculation, I have no idea. Second idea. round okay. pick, couple second, couple second round picks, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, I've yeah. got uh, Nate Danielson going mm. to, to Washington. A little bit risque there, but I felt good about it. So you know, I didn't flip a coin, but it felt good right here. So I'll take it. Now the Red Wings. Actually, I'll go first as a part-time. Red Wings fan. I put Oliver Moore here, actually. So, but Matt, what you got? Um, so at nine, I've actually got Zach Benson. Um, my reasoning here, I know Benson's falling right now. Uh, a lot of it due to his size. Can he play center? Um, Steve Eiserman was in Tampa when Tyler Johnson's there. Braden points five eleven. Um, he's 
he's not got an issue taking smaller guys and plugging those guys into the lineup if they bring speed, skill, and hockey IQ. So I don't think Iserman looks elsewhere uh, than Benson, who might have the highest upside in terms of, you know, a, a 6 through 12 player. Right, Mike, what you got? At pick number nine, I have Detroit taking defenseman Axel Sandin Pelica. I think he meshes a lot very well with what Detroit is trying to build. Um, and I think he projects to be a, a, a capable puck moving second pairing defenseman. Okay. Grady. I have Detroit taking Zach Benson too. Zach Benson is one of my favorite players in this draft. His defensive game is really underrated. His he's a great four checker. Um, how much of that will translate with his size, that's going to be a major question going forward. But he's one of the best players in this draft. And if he was two inches taller, he there's no way he's even here at this stage. Two inches is a lot. Yep. So. All right, Mr. Tortilla, go ahead. I have Zach Benson as well. Um, I think uh, Detroit just really likes likes his motor to get up and go and his compete. Um, should do really well up there. Okay. And so this is the last pick you'll hear from me, but number 10, we have the Blues. Grandy, who do you have? I have yeah. Axel Sandy Pelica going here. Uh, the Blues are kind of in a position where I could see them trade this pick. I can see them just going best player available, but I think they address some of the need at defense and some of the depth going forward, taking Axel standing Pelica and robbing the coyotes, the other top pairing or top defenseman in this draft. Yeah. I have the blues. I have the blues taking Nate Danielson. I think he makes a lot of sense as a two way center here especially after they've traded Ryan O'Reilly. I think he's a guy who Doug Armstrong would be all over. Yeah, I went Axel Sandin Pelica as well, um, mostly because I, I think the Blues are more likely to trade at least one of their first-round picks. They look more like they want to go the New York Rangers route and do their best to retool. Um, if they stick with this pick, I... I think their defensive group is getting a little bit older. They've got a little bit of time with them. They can bring him in two years down the road and still be okay where they're at. Um, but they're they're pretty well loaded on um, forward prospects right now. So my my guess is if they don't move out of this, they're looking at a defenseman. I like ASP. That's actually what I had for the, the Blues as well, actually. So I feel pretty good. I was kind of a crapshoot. I was like, yeah, I think that old guy kind of just threw that one in there, but it feels good that multiple agrees. I, I feel good about that. Tortilla. Uh, Gabe, uh, Gabe Perot? Yeah, Perot. Yes. yes, thank you. Um, I Just not any real reason other than I like the player at that spot. Fair enough. And so on to 11, we got the Vancouver Canucks. Mike, do you want to get us started? Yeah, sure. This feels like a good landing spot for Colby Barlow. Um, I think he's another kind of guy who Vancouver would really like. He's 
almost sort of a Brock Besser type of guy. And I think, you know, Besser is a guy, is a guy who Vancouver's probably going to end up trading at some point here, but um, really tough to overlook his goal scoring ability, especially, you know, this past season in the OHL. And at this point, I don't think Vancouver is uh, going to pass up Barlow. So. All right. Matt, what you got? Um, so Vancouver probably needs uh, best player available. Well, maybe not best player available here, but they're probably looking um, everywhere for a player. And I, I don't know that they go winger here. Um, I think Tom Willander is probably the best defenseman or center still left at this point. Um, he had a phenomenal U18 uh, some scouts have him potentially going ahead of ASP. I think Vancouver needing help defensively and down the middle. They probably go defense here. I think they go Willander. Hey, Grandy, what you got? I actually have Tom Willander too. The lack of right-handed defensemen, both in their prospect pool and on their team. And just with the amount Vancouver needs and all of that, I just had him go in the best available defender. Defensemen always go higher than Mock. It seems like, especially as we get to closer to it, we're starting to hear more and more about how high these some of these guys are going to go. Will Anders risen up the charts. I have a feeling he's going to go shockingly high, and I have Vancouver as a right spot as well. All right, Tortilla. I I have been taking I have been taking uh, uh David Grinick. I think uh, they you know they just need to defend. Well, they need everything. It's Vancouver. You guys know how I feel about them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um I think if they hang up to the pit, stupid people. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess. They need something, and that's a big name that they could like out and actually do something with. Okay, and Grandy, you went right. Yep. Okay, perfect. I think that's everybody. So next, we've got well the Coyotes. Yeah, yes. Matt. Who are we getting at twelve? All right. Anybody that's listened to the show know, knows I'm going all over more here. Um, but it's not just me. I think last year, um, Armstrong kind of made a statement that if he's not going for size, he's going for skating ability. So to me, that's that's all over more. I think he's the best skater in the draft. I think he's a great two way uh, center, not just um, somebody that potentially puts up points. Um, and, you know, you guys have brought up pairs in the show already, um, you know, Cutter Gauthier, Ryan Leonard. Um, he's, I, I believe he's committed to Minnesota. Yeah, he's going to play with Logan Cooley next year. So I, I think it's a good fit uh, for Arizona, getting potentially their 2C of the future, and he'll get some time playing with their future 1C. Grandy? So... I have the Coyotes going to center as well, but I have them going Nate Danielson. He's a player who's grown on me throughout this draft process. I don't like his game as much as I might like all or more, but this isn't what I would do. This is what the Coyotes would do. And I think 
Danielson being a couple inches bigger with pretty good skating and good skill and all that all told, I think that's the pick here. Um, I don't think it's a bad pick by any stretch of the imagination, but it's, uh, yeah. I just think going down the middle is a way to go, and I think Armstrong agrees, and not going center or defense with the first pick kind of left them have, almost having to go that here. All right, Tortilla? I don't think I'm going to there. Sorry, we lost you there one more time. Nate Danielson? Okay. Um, Same reasons? Pretty much. Uh, also, you know, he's a guy you can plug on the on the wings if you need to. Um, you know, you never know what's going to happen in the future, so just having that extra depth there is nice. So that's what I, I was thinking. Look, they might have to go with. All right, Mike. Going to go a little bit off the board here. Uh, Arizona at 12 will select Daniil Boot uh, from Russia, big winger. Uh, extremely impressive goal scoring in the Russian uh, Junior League this year with Yaroslavl. Also had some spot duty in the K. This is a situation where I can see Arizona relying on its area scouts a little bit and going with a player who I think is actually going to surprise a whole lot of people with how high he goes uh, next month. Uh, worth pointing out, he's what six five, six six. Yeah, he's six five, two oh three. Definitely fits Bill Armstrong's type of guy. Yeah. Um. All right, moving on to thirteen, Buffalo. Uh, Grandy, who you got? I have him going here, not because I think Buffalo takes him, but because I think out of almost any pick in the first round, this is the most likely pick to get traded. I have Oliver Moore going at 13th overall. Just, to me, the best player left available. Uh, center, speedy, great skater, checks a lot of boxes. I think there's going to be a team that will trade something nice to come up and get him. And Buffalo is more in need of the win-now pieces than adding to their already very impressive prospect pool, especially when there's questions on almost every defenseman left. So. All right, Mike. Yeah, I agree. This pick might get traded. Uh, this is where I have Zach Benson going. Uh, I have not taken him off my board yet. Um, and you know what? I can totally see Buffalo taking him if they elect to stay here, because of course he's, he plays with Matt Savoy in Winnipeg. Um, and so I think it makes a whole lot of sense and fits their MO. All right. So you. Uh, I actually have a little, little off the board maybe not much but uh Matthew Wood I think uh mm. they the, the life of his offense and like you said they're stacked so they don't need him right away so they they can't have him spend time in the minors to develop his game or in college he's supposed to go uh I don't know where he's going he's going to college <laughs> I'm sorry guys <laughs> well, uh, but yeah I, I can see him going there taking the risk on him so I actually have, if Buffalo keeps the pick, I have them taking Andrew Cristal. Um, I think he's got phenomenal hands. Um, he's a decent skater. I, I think he makes a lot of sense right here. A lot of scouts have him all over the place. Um, but Buffalo hasn't shied away from smaller guys. I do agree with Grandy and Mike. I do think this is probably one of the most likely picks in the draft to get traded. But if Buffalo holds on to it, I think it's Andrew Cristal. 
So we're going on to, what is that, 14, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Mr. Tortilla, what do you got for the Pittsburgh Penguins? Uh, uh, Braden Yeager. Uh, I think they uh, they need the offense. Uh, they need to get young really quick. <laughs> uh, so that's how, where I got Braden Yeager going. All right. Mike, what you got for us? I also have Braden Yeager going to Pittsburgh at 14. Um, I think he's closer to the show than maybe uh, some people think. Um, he was—he's he's a bit of a divisive guy, um, but yeah, this is one. This one just for some reason clicks in my mind. Okay, Matt, you also have Jaeger. Are you getting someone different? Uh, so I went a little bit different here. Um, I've got Chalet going to Pittsburgh. Um, personally, I think he's—he might be one of the closest to the NHL. Uh, remaining at this spot. I think the window's closing in Pittsburgh, and I think they might be looking for somebody that they could plug in within a year or so uh, who might bring that scoring touch while they've still got Crosby and Malkin down the middle. Um, so that that pick, to me, is, is solely based on the window that they have and not so much them looking to rebuild. Okay. Grandy, Jaeger or something different? I have Edward Chalet as well going for a lot of the same reasons Matt had covered already, so we're good to move on. Awesome. Okay. We're going on now to the Nashville Predators. Mike, who do you got picking there? Well, this is one where I'm not entirely sure. There's a few different directions Nashville could go, so um, I'm just going to throw a dart at the board here. I don't really have much of an explanation for it beyond just saying, you know, I think this is maybe where Gabe Perot goes. Dave Perot and Grandy. I had, I just went best available player here. So I plugged in Brandon Yeager. So, yep. Matt. Uh, I've got Yeager as well. I think the age factor um, of their current center situation plays a big role in this election. Hey, Tortilla, get the Predators. Okay. I have Alex. Uh, Pelikov, uh, sending Pelikov. Going there. Okay. All right. They, uh, that's where they, uh, they need the D because that's how they built their teams in the past was through their D. I just see them doing it again. All right. And, uh, Mike, actually, I'll give you the Calgary Flames. Should I give you this one? <laughs> so, what do you got? Who do you got? The Calgary Flames. Well, you know, I really don't know. Like it's 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 gonna be, uh, it's really hard to get a read on what they're gonna do. Uh, obviously, with the new GM coming in and and a lot of you know just a lot of questions uh, going around there. Um, so at this point, I'm gonna go ahead and say, uh, uh, you know what? I'm gonna say. I'll say Oliver Moore. I haven't taken him yet. Um, I think he's going to fall big time. It's either Oliver Moore or Andrew Crystal here. I actually could totally see Andrew Crystal going to Calgary. Um, I think I think they're going to take a forward. Um, I don't think there's any defenseman here who would be that appealing to them at this point. Moore, Crystal, yeah. I mean, it's a bit of a coin flip for me. So um, I'll go with I'll, I'll I'll go with Moore. Actually, you know what? No, uh, scratch that. I'm going to go with Crystal. I, I just just because the NCAA life factor, I think they they'd be more comfortable signing a guy out of the, the CHL. So, okay, I'll say Andrew Crystal, um, but I don't feel good about it. 
Okay, Matt. Uh, so maybe this will make you feel a little better. I have them taking Kobe Barlow for. <laughs> well, I, I do see <laughs> if, if if Barlow is there at sixteen, I totally I, I would feel very con- confident. But I, I I think you took you had him going to Vancouver at like eleven. Yeah, um, I had him going way higher. I I've got him going at sixteen to Calgary. I I don't think he's uh, a prospect that's going to fall that far, but I do think he underperformed a little bit at U18s. I know he was banged up a little bit, but um, I I think the U18s hurt that, you know, knocking on top 10 stock. Um, I think he slides in nicely at number 16 to Calgary. Yeah. Grandy. Again, uh, pretty much for all the reasons Matt just mentioned, and because, again, he's my best player available, I plugged in Kobe Barlow as well. Barlow. Okay. But it's yeah. totally a pick that I can see making sense there. Uh, actually, went different. I had uh, Edward Sale. Ah. Uh, okay. uh, I like his offense. I think he fits there. Fits there. I don't That's, see it. I, I don't see it, but I, I like the pick. Sure. All right. So moving on, sure. we have the Red Wings, which got theirs from the Islanders, who got it from the Canucks at 17. Uh, Tortilla, why don't you start us off? Where are we at? Uh, 17? Uh, 17. Actually, I, mean, I have Andrew Kristoff going there. Andrew uh, Yeah. I, he's a player, I, I was, like I said last time, was I had really high hopes on. Uh, I didn't like how he finished the season. I just think he just fits there. He's, he's a good spot to pick him up. Okay. All right, Matt. Um, so I actually, Grandy and I originally had 14 through 17 being the same. Um, 17 for me has changed. I'm actually going, uh, Mikhail Gulyev, Gulyev, um, little bit of an undersized defenseman, pretty good puck mover though. Very good skater. Um, I think Detroit still needs a little bit of help on defense, uh, I think at this point he's the best remaining defenseman. Um, even though he's a little bit undersized, same reason that I brought for Zach Benson going to Detroit. I don't think Iserman has an issue taking undersized players if he thinks he's getting um, potentially the most upside out of them. Okay, Randy, what you got for us? Yeah, I have the Detroit Red Wings going. Matthew Wood, uh, just I didn't like again. Just not a huge fan of any of the defensemen in this draft. And after the small Zach Benson, I figured they would want to add a little, little bit of size to that with the skill that Wood has, and go him. Mike. Uh, I went back and forth between a couple of guys here, but I'm going to pick Tom Willander uh, for Detroit, mostly because I think it'd be very funny if they had both William Wallander and Tom Willander in the same system. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, you guys are going to have a sense of humor. We'll see. Mm-hmm. So now we have, I think I made the joke last year, so I'll save it. Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Grandy, if you want to start us off. So, another one of my favorite players in the draft, Gabe Pearl. Dynamic American winger broke a Austin Matthews points record for the US NTDP. Um, I have him going here. 
Uh, Winnipeg seems like they're heading towards an inevitable rebuild. They're just going to need to start stockpiling talent. So take a shot on the small but uber-talented winger, and hopefully he pays off. All right. Tortilla. Now Cody Barlow go in there. Um, just because I don't like Winnipeg. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, Matt. <laughs> what you got? Um, so I actually have them going Dmitry Simashev. Um, 6-4, big defensive type defenseman out of Russia. Um, if you think about some of the guys they've had on their blue line, Winnipeg loves the hard-hitting, uh, physical, you know, wear-you-down type defenseman. He's a big guy. He's got some time logged in the KHL. Um, I think he's probably – and he skates really well for his size. So, I, to me, he just feels like a Winnipeg-type pick. All right, Mike. Uh, Winnipeg, I have Oliver Moore finally going. Um, I, I think he's going to fall huge. And Winnipeg feels like a natural uh, low landing spot, especially given uh, Kevin Sheveldayov's proclivity and willingness to uh, take guys out of the NCAA like he did with Rutger McGrody. So I think Oliver Moore is going to go there. And Nate Smith. That's a long yes, time I had Gabriel there, too. <laughs> yeah. All right. So now we have the Chicago, excuse me, the Chicago Blackhawks. Sorry, it's just. Painful to a little bit of a gag there. Chicago Blackhawks, which is they got this from the Tampa Lightning. Uh, Mike, why don't you start us off? Um, this is another dartboard pick for me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say, uh, you know, I don't wish anything well on the Blackhawks. I'm gonna take them, have them taking a prospect who I'm not a really huge fan of, and that's Charlie Strammel. Fair enough. I can dig that, Matt. What you got for us? Uh, so I actually have them going Gabe Pearl here. Um, Chicago's another team that hasn't shown any issue with taking wingers um, in the past. They really need everything right now, but they're going to get the best center since Connor McDavid at number one. Uh, Gabe Pearl makes a lot of sense there. All right. Tortilla. I have Callum Ritchie going there. I think they need a big guy down the center. Big guy down the center for Chicago. Grandy, what do we got? I have him going Sam Hodzik. He's another guy that gathered a lot of noise in the light. As of late, I've heard his name mentioned a lot by Corey Prongman and some of the other guys as a potential riser. And just Chicago needs everything because they got to build around Bedard and they got to build around Bedard fast. So I think this is going to be their first move to do that. So question there, Grandy. Um, he's He's got a lot of the same profile that Kirby Doc had. Um, was Kirby Doc a Kyle Davidson pick or a Stan Bowman pick? Refresh my memory. Bowman. Bowman? Bowman. Yeah, he was a Bowman. Okay, so basically taking Kirby Doc's replacement, who you know they shipped off to Montreal. Um, I like it. I think that does it for the Chicago Blackhawks. Next, we have the new kids on the block, Seattle Kraken. Brandy, who do you have Seattle Kraken taking at number 20? I have them going Andrew Cristal. This just seems like player, team, the fit. 
Kraken seem to love to take a player with this profile. They still need all the skill, all the forward help they can get. They need all they need prospect help or just a general prospect help. But it just seems like a natural fit. Okay. Mike, what you got for Seattle Kraken? Seattle will select Riley Height from the Prince George Cougars. Uh, I think he meshes well with what Seattle's trying to build. Uh, another good forward who can play center. Uh, reminded he this would be maybe a little bit of a reach um, at twenty, but reminds me a little bit of when they selected Riker Evans um, in the second round a couple of years ago. Just uh, a really skilled player who I think is getting overlooked a little bit, and I think he makes a lot of sense for Seattle. All right, Tortilla, what do you got? Seattle Kraken taking? I have them taking a uh, uh, Quentin Musty. Big kid. Uh, we should do well on the wing over there. Right. Big kid from Big Tortilla. Matt, what you got? So <laughs> I'm almost going to agree with you there, Tortilla. I, I was back and forth between Musty and who I think they're going to select is Matthew Wood. Um, they took Matty Beneers last year. I like their... I, I feel like they probably are pretty comfortable where they're at down the middle. They lack like true goal scoring ability. Jared McCann, you know, had a great year, but um, I think Matthew Woods probably the best remaining goal scorer on the board at that point. Uh, Even though he doesn't skate great. um, I think he kind of fits the, the body uh, that they want to build around. And, you know, he adds probably the, the best goal scoring to that. Okay. Grandy, you went, right? Yep. All right, cool. I think we're on to Minnesota. Grandy, what better place to start? So, this fits Minnesota's drafting profile. This fits their needs really well. And I thought I was going to be the guy that had them the highest, but uh, I really like this player, Daniel Butt. Um, <laughs> What a name. They, they take Russians. They have no issue waiting for them. And I'm not just talking about Kirill Kaprizov. They've taken, I think, three in the last two drafts um, in the top three rounds. So they have no issue taking them. They have no fear of that risk, nothing like that. They're patient, and Bill Guerin has said he wants to add some size. So this is, this is a player that fits or just checks all the boxes for them. All right, Mike, you're Minnesota Wild. Who are you picking? This is where I have Oliver Bonk going. Um, pretty effective defenseman with the London Knights. Minnesota loves taking defensemen late in the first round. Uh, you know, I, I'm not necessarily sold that Bonk is the best defenseman on the board at this point, but um, Billy Guerin, uh, just, you know, he just seems like the kind of guy that Billy Guerin would pick. Uh, I've seen, I mean, he's got a lot of connections in the hockey world and. I'm sure he crossed paths with Raddick at some point, and so it's just a matter of I think that makes a lot of sense. All right, Matt? I've got Nate Danielson going there. Um, Minnesota doesn't have a ton of depth down the middle, and I think he's the best guy available for them who could play center. I'll say this. Sorry, before you you go to to, to, I think there's a better chance, and this is nothing against your last pick, I think there's a better chance Nate Danielson goes top 10 than he goes in the 20. I, and that I probably would agree with, but I don't know. There, I think there's a couple of teams that are going to reach just a little mm-hmm. bit towards the end of the teens uh, if Danielson doesn't go 
high that will actually yeah. cause him to slip. Not because he's a bad prospect, but yeah, just because I think there will be some reaches that cause him to fall. Yeah. I will say too, as someone who lives in Minnesota, that might become a new favorite wild player if we took him. So. <laughs> How fast of a are you buying that jersey? Like day one, uh, or you wait a little bit? Considering I don't have a wild jersey yet, that might be a day one. Yeah, home or away? So, home. Oh, I like that green too. That's probably what I'd get. All right, tortilla. Oh, uh, I have uh, Samuel Hansen. Okay, going to Minnesota. Big kid. I mean, my guys are big. Right? Oh, <laughs> uh, tortilla with the big yeah, kids once again. Hey, go big or go home. <laughs> uh, you know, that's it. That's it. All right. So, next we have the Columbus Blue Jackets, which they got from the Los Angeles Kings. This is the trade for quick, no? Right? Or no? Uh, it might be, yeah. I think it is. Um, so, it Mike, is, yeah. what you got for the Blue Jackets? Well, there's a couple ways I can see this playing out. I like them taking either Sam Honzak or Lucas Dragasevitz. Um, I'm going to go with Honzak here, but I totally could see Columbus, you know, going for another defenseman here. That being said, you know, they've got, they took Juracek uh, last year and they've got Adam Boquist, who's still around. Um, so they're, they're looking decent on D. So there's a couple ways that it could go, but I'm going to go with Honzak here. Honzak? All right. And uh, Grandy. I am going to butcher this name, so I uh, apologize ahead of time. But Galiev, Galiev, I believe that's I think it's Guliev. 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 I have him going here. Uh, we're at the point now where there's a lot of defensemen that I could see going in this range. So I think you're going to start seeing defensemen fly off the boards and just in this next 10 or so picks. Hey, Matt, do you agree? So I went a little heavier defensive early on in the draft. Um, I, I don't necessarily think that it's a bad draft defensively. We all know it's top-heavy forwards. Still think there's some good guys. Um, up until about an hour ago, I had Columbus making the biggest reach of the draft, taking Lucas Dragasevich. Um, I have changed that to Oliver Bonk at this point. Uh, my thought is they're they're not necessarily a team that has a dire need anywhere right now, especially after I think they go Will Smith, whether it's Smith or Carlson, they add another great center there. They've got Kent Johnson, Cole Sillinger. Um, you know, they're, they look pretty good um, outside of Buffalo at 13, making, you know, a strong case that they could trade it. I, I do feel like Columbus could potentially trade this pick. Um, in fact, I think it's the most likely if I, if I was betting on it, I think it's the most likely pick in the draft to be traded. I think they look for some immediate help, uh, considering they were banged up most of the year. I, I think as a team, they feel like they're probably farther along than their record last year showed. Yeah, to take a complete guess, who do you think they would trade with? I know it's a complete crapshoot at this point, but if you had to just take a guess. I, it's hard just because I, I think it will depend on what NHL-ready players are available draft day. Um, we've talked in the past, Nick Schmaltz potentially being available. He could be one. Um, if they wanted to package that with, um, you know, maybe Adam Bovquist and, you know, one other guy, maybe Elias Lindholm, 
Um, as Mike mentioned, uh, they might be targeting with their third overall pick there. Um, but they're if they do trade it, they're looking for an NHL-ready player. They were rumored to have a deal in place for Chikrin last year. If if that pick moves, they're getting somebody significant, maybe not significant back, but um, you know maybe a middle six guy, top four defenseman, um, who's going to play a substantial role for them next season. All right, Big Tortilla, who's coming to Ohio? Uh, I have Mikhail Gaiu, whatever. Guliev. Guliev, thank you. Guliev. Uh, I just, they need to work on that D. <laughs> so uh, I think he goes there. Okay. I think that leaves Grandy, right? Where'd you go? Nope, already? I went. I went to uh, the same okay. as Matt, uh, Big, Big Tortilla. And on the right, trading point, I did say I wanted. I read something earlier today that this draft is extremely stacked, top fifteen. But once you get to about the twenty range, it levels off, and the depth is pretty much just like almost every other draft out there in the last several years. So I think you could see a lot of these late firsts get moved in package deals for NHL ready players because. A lot of them are teams with either multiple first-round picks or teams that are looking to compete now. So, All right. Next we have the New York Rangers. Uh, Tortilla. Uh, I have Daniel Butt going <laughs> there. Oh. Daniel Den- Boot. Boot. Daniel Boot. Boot. Hey. Is this spelled like Butt? Is it that, is it, that how it's yeah, yeah, it's no, B-U-T, it's, but it's boot. Um, yeah. okay. I, I but it's so much little. fun to say the other way around. I mean, come on. How does it the slack? <laughs> hey, I'm Hispanic or I'm dyslexia. Come on, leave me alone. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough, Grandy. What do you got? <laughs> I have Simashev going here. Both Simashev. these last two picks are guys that easily could go higher up. It is so rare for that few defensemen to go in the top 20 picks that one of them will go in that range. Um, so, but uh, uh, he's another good defenseman. Looks like a future second pair. Uh, great transition guy. Yeah, just good overall player. All right, Mike, you agree? You got someone different. Uh, which pick is this again? This is the Rangers. Uh, 23. 23. Yeah. I have the Rangers picking Edward Shala here. Um, it's a bit of a fall for him uh, from a lot of boards, but I I think fits what Chris Drury's trying to build there. A big guy, lots of pro experience, um, and I don't think the Rangers are going to pass him up. So I went uh, Callum Ritchie here um, just because he's my least favorite prospect in the draft. <laughs> I think he's got my the least amount of upside in the first round. And New York has a propensity to pick guys who end up busting. (laughs) Fair enough. Okay. Well, moving on to pick 24, the Nashville Predators. Grandy, who do you have? I have Oliver Bonk going here. They need, yeah, like I said, they need a little bit of prospect help everywhere, but they need some defensive help too. Just, he screams safe, low ceiling, low or but decently high floor type guy. Nothing right, too Mike. special, but solid. 
Okay. Um, with uh, pick number 24, I have uh, Nashville selecting... Um, I have Nashville selecting Mikhail uh, Guliaev. Uh, I think he uh, fits in with what they're trying to do on defense. They're kind of in a retool mode. They're going to be losing some guys there. And so I think he's a decent starting point. But again, I really don't know what Nashville's going to do with either of their first round picks this year. I'm really, really curious to see that. Matt, what you got? So you guys will have to refresh my memory. I think somebody had him going to them at 15, but I have them taking uh, Samuel Honzik at mm. 24. Um, I I think he's somebody that's kind of flown up the draft board for about half the league. Um, but I, I do think he's another guy who's got the potential to, to slip a little bit. I remember reading that Pronman said uh, a scout had told him he'd be he would bet he's closer to top 10 than actually going in the 20s, similar to what Mike said about Nate Danielson. Um, his size is what makes him attractive. I think he's another guy who's like 6'4", um, skates decently for his size, but I, I do think he might fall just a little bit here. Um, I've got him going to Nashville, who, like I said, with uh, I, I had them going Braden Yeager. I think they need a lot of help down the middle right now. All right, Tortilla. What do you got for Nashville? Uh, I have Riley Her- Herbert. Her- Her- Herbert. Height? Herbert. Riley, Riley Height, Height, I think. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, center, uh, since I went D last time, so I went down the middle just to be safe. Okay. All right, so pick 25, Mike. The St. Louis Blues, what they got from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Who do you have at 25? I think St. Louis is going to be absolutely overjoyed to have Matthew Wood fall to them at 25. Um, I don't know if I'm the last person to have had Wood still on the board, but I think this situation where St. Louis having three first-round picks is going to go with the best player available. Matt, what you got? Um, so I have Daniel Boot, and I think I'm the last guy to have him come off the board. Um, I St. Louis love size they have no problem taking russian players he's the perfect combination of those two things um if he's there at 25 he's another guy who you know he's a wild card to me um you know you have the russian factor and everything else but he to me goes anywhere between 20 and 35 i think st louis loves him at 25 hey granny i have them going callum ritchie so, not too much to say about that. Just trying to plug in best available at that point there. Because, yeah, with the amount of picks they have, it's anything. Anything could go. All right, Tortilla. Let's finish it up. I have the Blues taking the big left-handed defenseman, uh, Dimitri Simashev. Okay. Yeah, honestly, I I like that pick. If he doesn't doesn't go a little higher, I think he fits the exact same mold in St. Louis. So we have the happiness where we go here. We're on twenty six. The St. Louis or San Jose Sharks. San Jose Sharks from the New Jersey Devils. I think it's from the Timo Meyer trade. Mister Tortilla, what do you have at pick twenty six? Uh, I have Atos 
Stemberg. Stemberg. Because I like to say Otto. <laughs> German player. Okay. Or Swedish. 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 Okay. All right. Mike. Uh, San Jose, I have taken Simashev. I um, think he could maybe play on a pairing one day with Shakir Mohamedoulin. All right. And Matt. I'm sure every announcer who covers a San Jose game is going to love that pairing. I'm sure they will. Um, so San Jose, I got them taking Riley height. Um, I, they're in a position where they kind of need a little bit of everything. Um, you can never have too many centers and, you know, they're going to get one at the top they've got, um, hurdle locked up for another eight years, but you know, Logan Couture getting older, um, you know, you get your number three center potentially in righty height right there. Riley height. And Grandy. So one of my favorite players in this range, I have them going in Lucas Dragasevic. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a feeling he's going to sneak into the late first. He just has that skill set that a lot of teams are going to covet. And with his puck moving abilities, he should fit in pretty seamlessly after Carlson's gone into that role. All right, next we have to 27, second to last of the first round with the Colorado Avalanche. Matt? Not second to last. Five more. This is... There's 28. There's 28 in the first round. Oh, this is 28 That's the amount of picks set. That's the amount of picks set so far. Oh, gotcha. I was like, oh. <laughs> all right, yeah, I got you. Yeah. All right, so I've actually got Otto Stenberg here, but... I hate putting him there because I really want him to fall to Arizona. I don't think he falls into the second round, but I do think Colorado is a team that potentially looks to trade out um, and could potentially be a spot that Arizona trades into. Um, Arizona did move up to, what was it, 2029 last year uh, when they grabbed uh, Maverick. So I, I do think... If Colorado doesn't trade the pick, Stenberg makes the most sense. Behind Nathan McKinnon, there's not a ton of depth at center for them. Alex Newhook hasn't panned out quite like they may have hoped. And and, and it's still early. I mean, he might be fine. But Colorado set on defense. I think it's a little too early for them to reach and take a goalie. Um, So they go center here. All right, Tortilla. Uh. Oh, yeah, uh, for the ads. I have Charlie Stemmer. Got a little uh, Charlie. I don't know. I, you know they, they just seem to need some uh, secondary help. Uh, so I think he would work. Just guys down the middle. Yep. Same reason I took Stemberg there. Yeah. All right, Mike, what you got for Colorado? Uh, which pick? This is Colorado. I got them yep, taking 27. Quentin Musty. Quentin Musty. Um, bit of a high-risk, high-reward guy, which is exactly what Colorado needs at this point. And, uh, you know, he's been all over the map in terms of his different projections. He was projected to go pretty high in the first round at one point around this time last year. And I think at this point in the draft, Colorado is more than happy to take that swing. Kind of like a Gabe Landeskog light, isn't he? A little bit, a little bit. So I actually have Colorado going Quentin Musty as well for all the reasons that Mike covered. Um, 
I think we're pretty good with that pick, then. Fair enough. Okay. So it sounds like we're moving on to Toronto, which is received from the Boston Bruins. Uh, Mike, we got it. Number so 28. One, yeah, this one's one where I see Toronto taking a bit of a swing. I think they're going to take Grayson Sachin uh, from the Seattle Thunderbirds. Um, an incredible, incredible junior team where this guy puts up a point a game despite playing a lot of the season on the third line. And, uh, yeah, I think they're willing to take a bit of a swing on a – I mean, if Kyle Dubas was still there, this is a pick that I definitely think they would have made. Now, you know, not so sure, but he still seems to check a lot of the boxes for a future Toronto Maple Leaf. Matt? So this was the hardest one uh, just because, like Mike just said, Kyle Dubas isn't there anymore. And you have no idea – what direction they're going to go. You have no idea what's going to happen with their, their core four. Um, I actually have them going Gavin Brindley. Um, he's like five, nine, very undersized guy. Um, not so much an issue in Toronto. Uh, one of the big knocks for them has been that they don't play with enough physicality, enough grit. Um, he just kind of feels like he fits that mold, but he's got a ton of upside in terms of his offensive potential, which really fits into what they've got going. They also need somebody who can play on the left side right now. So to me, that's that's him. All right, Granny, what you got? Or we can go to Tortilla first. You're muted. Oh, uh, I'll go, I guess. Uh, I if we have someone from Arizona, they'll take him, but <laughs> since we don't... Uh, uh, Oliver Bonk, uh, big Bonk. defenseman, right uh, defenseman. Uh, they just they need some help there. Worth pointing out, there's no Sue Greyhounds there for them to take. All right, <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so we got Bonk yeah. going to the uh, sixth. Grandy, Dubas not anyways. So uh, I have him going to Denver. So uh, again. This is a pick where I have no idea the direction I'm going. Matthews is not going to sign his extension. And this offseason is going to have a no trade clause that kicks in. Nobody knows what direction the Maple Leafs are going until they get this kind of stuff squared away. So I just have them playing it safe, going a guy who has some decently high upside in Stenberg. Okay. Matt. All right. So we're on 29 then. Yeah. St. Louis. Yep. St. Louis so, from Dallas. Yeah, I've got, I mean, I've got Charlie Strommel here. Um, oh, you know, did we skip Mike on the. Wait, wait, no, wait, no, I, no, okay. I said great. I said Grayson Sasha. That's <laughs> right. That's right. All right. So I've got Charlie Strommel here. Um, again, St. Louis, uh, they, they love that size, that physicality. they, you know, that's what they want. That's why I had them taking Daniel Boot at 25. Um, Charlie Strommel's like 6'5", I believe. He's at University of Wisconsin right now. Um, he just, he fits that mold that Armstrong, Doug Armstrong in this case, likes. Um, you know, big body, two-way type player, contributes to the both sides, 200-foot game, you know, just he's he's that guy. He fits that mold. I think if St. Louis doesn't trade 
out of 29, assuming they make pick 25, um, I, I like Strommel there. All right, Grandy, who you got for number 29? I have him going a guy who took a little bit of a tumble in Riley Height. I get with the amount of picks they have, it's the direction they're going, just going best player available every pick. This makes a lot of sense. And again, this is a pick that I just don't think the St. Louis Blues are going to be making anyways when it comes around to it. Alright. And Mike? Yeah, this is where I have Cal Ritchie going. Um, but again, yeah, it's it's a pick that could totally be traded. Um, I don't think, you know, it's funny looking at it now. I have St. Louis taking three pretty big guys. I don't think they're going to take all big guys if they keep all three picks, but I think I'm going to probably hedge my bets here and say, uh, say it'll be Cal Ritchie. All right, Tortilla, let's finish off St. Louis. Uh, I have them taking uh, Gavin Bramley. Uh, a little smaller, but uh, you can play both wings and center. So that's who I have. Okay. And for the newly eliminated, freshly eliminated Carolina Hurricanes at 30, Matt, who do you have? Uh, at 30, and th- this is another one that could be traded, but I've got them going Quentin Musty. Um, I think it's a little, little bit of a drop for him maybe, but Carolina likes to play, um, you know, kind of that powerful type game, come at you hard. They like to attack. Um, uh, he just seems to fit that mold. Now I would point out Carolina is one of six teams right now who are under the salary cap floor and they don't have any real big names that they've got to resign. Um, they might be a team that's looking to make a splash during the draft. So I could very well see this pick get moved. Um, if they can get a, a NHL ready player or even a veteran who, you know, obviously they, they just made the Eastern conference finals for what the second time in three years, um, or four years there. I, I think they're looking window now. Can we move this pick to shore up our team a little bit? Okay. Mike, who you got for Carolina? Carolina loves its upside pick, so I'm going with Lucas Dragasevich here. Lucas Dragasevich. All right. And lastly, Grandy. Carolina loves their upside pick, so I'm going Jaden Perron. Um, Small guy, but just... A lot of offensive game, a lot of firepower there if he can hit. It's a real big swing. So. Right. And so for Montreal, which they got from the Panthers, uh, tortilla, 31. Tortilla at 30. Oh, oh right. Carolina. Right. I have the same. I had Jaden Perron. Jaden Perron. Okay. <laughs> now on Montreal. Brandy. <laughs> I have them going Charlie Strammel. No other reason than this player available and the doubt that this pick is made by them when it gets there. I mean, just again, any of these picks, 22 through or 20 through 32, could really has a strong potential of getting moved, except maybe Montreal at 32. Mike, what you got? Uh, this is, sorry, this is Vega. Uh, this is uh, Montreal oh. 31. I have I had to um, my uh, records because I have the Panthers winning this cup. So, oh, uh, 
Well, yeah, my, just picks has, yeah. my picks are the same with Montreal and uh, and Vegas, no matter who wins. So I'm going to have Montreal taking the first goalie of the draft. I'm going to have them going with Michael Harabal at pick number whatever. Um, and then at 32, I'm going to have Vegas taking Gavin Ridley. Aaron, did you want to? You said for who for Montreal? I had Charlie Strandle of Vegas at thirty-one. Okay. But, uh, since again, these picks are could be flipped. I actually had Montreal going able too. Just best goalie available. They need a goaltending prospect, and I think one sneaks into the first round. The end of the first round there. Okay. Matt, I thought it was like. A visionary, groundbreaking, going Rabel at 32 to Montreal, but apparently not. Um, <laughs> at 31, at 31, I've got Dragasevich. Um, I think Vegas is Vegas hasn't actually had to make selections based on getting ready to rebuild, but they are slowly getting a little bit older. Um, Mark Stone's kind of on his way out. Um, William Carlson's not the player he was three years ago. Um, Riley Smith, another guy who's, you know, getting up into his 30s. So I think if Vegas is potentially taking this pick, uh, again, you know, another team window might be closing, another great opportunity for a team to trade up. But if Vegas actually makes this selection, I think they're looking uh, long-term. I think they think, Maybe they can fix some of the defensive issues with Dragasevich. He's got a ton of upside. He's the guy I think Vegas goes at 31. Okay. And then now I'm confused. We all kind of swapped. Has anybody not done 31 or 32 yet? Nope. I have not. Okay. Go ahead, Tortilla. What? <laughs> so, tortilla at 32. Yeah, 32. Uh, I don't have it. You know, 32? Nope. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. All right. So I think that's it for the first round. I hope I got a better guide this time. So I did get uh, I did get a top six from Haynes, so I felt like since he couldn't make this pod, we should just throw that in there. But he okay, has good. it going. Bedard at one, Fantilli at two, Carlson at three, Smith at four, Mishkop at five, and Leonard at six going to the Coyotes. Okay. And we do have some other turned in ones. Do you want to read some of those out? So was was there any Grandy on any of our fan submissions, was there anyone that you saw that really stood out as like, wow, like you know, that pick surprises me a little bit? Um, I'm going over them right now. While uh, Grandy's looking over those, um, Mike. I will say one was that there... did, one thing oh, that did stick out is how heavily Arizona Coyote fans are wanting Ryan Leonard. By far and away, the most feedback we got from Coyotes fans was on Ryan Leonard first, Dalibor Dvorsky second. So I don't, I don't, I don't get the appeal with either of those two guys, but that's just me. So I like about I'd, I don't get the Leonard appeal. I love Dvorsky, but I don't get the Leonard appeal. Yeah, I just don't know why you would pick a winger there, but nevertheless, that's where I'm so at. So, do yeah. you? So, hang on. Do you think Dvorsky is going to be a winger in the NHL? You know, maybe uh, Leonard definitely, but like I know, you know Leonard, I, yeah, but Dvorsky. I think Dvorsky. 
Dvorsky can go either way. I just think Arizona so badly needs a defenseman that I think they, unless Reinbach is taken in the top five, which I don't think he will be, I think he's the gimme pick. It's good. Montreal. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Montreal stacked on D. Mm. I will say so. Patrick with the late arrivals had Mantvai Mishkov fallen to 10. Wow. Um, I don't see that. Oh, well. Mm. I, I mean, St. Others. Louis does. St. Louis is another team that has no problem taking Russian players, so that wouldn't surprise me if... I, it surprised me if he fell to 10, but it wouldn't surprise me that St. Louis was the team to take a chance on him. Um, Mike, I got to ask, amongst the uh, co-hosts here, who had the most surprising pick to you? If you had to think oh. about one pick that during this mock you went, roll your that's eyes. really high or really low, or yeah, yeah roll your eyes at question. it. You know. That's a good question. Um, that's a really hard question, actually. Uh, you know, uh, let me just look back. I mean, I I think. It's gotta um, be mine. Right? I feel it. Uh, it's not one specific pick. I think. Um. I just think, generally speaking, people were a little bit too low on Danielson. Um, people were a little bit. Uh, maybe too high on Benson, too high on Moore. Um, uh, Oliver Moore maybe, is going to be a superstar. Yeah. Maybe a little bit right. too low on, a little bit too low. And I'm not talking about my own opinions. I'm just talking about the way that I think things are going to go. Right. Maybe a little bit too low on Dvorsky. Like I think Dvorsky has a better chance of going top five than Reinbacher does. Uh, maybe a little bit. I don't know. Like, uh. Yeah, like there's not one specific pick that stands out as being, you know, I think of my own picks, I think the one that has the most chance to be wrong is, is picking Colby Barlow at 11. Um, you know, that's just a pick where with Vancouver, I can see them jumping at that, um, but also I can see Barlow falling. Um, uh, like there's a lot of uncertainty. Uh, another one that I think I picked maybe a little bit too high is Axel Sandy and Pelica. Um, and I mean, some, some of y'all, I think took him a little low, um, but you also had him at same, nine to Detroit. Is that correct? I had him at, had him at nine to Detroit. And I think it's just going to be because of positional bias. I think teams are going to want to take a defenseman. And I think Detroit's one of those teams that a likes their Swedes and D has that, or B has that position lead. Um, so, you know, there's not any one thing that just stands out. I do think Daniil Boot. Um, we were all over the place on him. I had I had him going quite high. I had him. I had Arizona taking him. Um, and I think if he doesn't, I think go I was 12, the it, lowest at twenty five. I think if he doesn't go at twelve, he'll go shortly thereafter. I will so, say I I did love that boot pick to Arizona. I love him as a prospect. Um, my thing was just looking at the propensity for Russian picks at the next several for the between twelve and Minnesota. Mm. Let me ask you boys uh, this real quick. You know, obviously prospects are one of my weaker areas in in regards to hockeyness. So, if you had to give a percentage grade of your confidence with your current mock draft, just for fun, what would you give it? If you had to give it a percentage, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a letter grade, and I'm gonna go with like a D minus, just because. Uh, you're one through ten. We'll do that. One through ten. 
Oh, one through one through ten okay. picks. Yeah, we'll do that. That'll be a little bit better. Yeah, we'll do one through ten. How yeah, confident are you in those one through tens? My 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 one through thirty two, I give a zero point zero zero one percent. My top ten, I give a zero point one percent. I I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go with six out of ten. I think I'm sixty five out of ten. You know what? I'm gonna go with five out of ten. I think I'm gonna okay. get. I can I can see me personally getting like m- many of them right. It's just a matter of all of them right. It is very unlikely. Oh yeah, no. I um, so so. What yeah. percentage do you think you got correct? I, what would you I guess? see. I'm gonna say I'll guess. You know, beyond Bedard, Fantilli, those two at the top, and Carlson. I think at three, who I think is pretty secure. That's Will Smith. I think I was, Well, I think it'll be Carlson. <laughs> um, but the other thirty picks, I think, of them or twenty nine picks, I guess. I think I'll get maybe five or six or seven right out of that group. Like on the money, so, like right on the money. Full honesty. Full honesty. I went Mishkov at to Arizona because that's who I wanted them to go, not because yeah. who I thought they would go. Like I said, I originally had it as a trade down, which is why my Washington notes still said Arizona. I missed that when I was fixing that trade but i'd have to say i think i'll get maybe five out of the top 10 right so we'll see that's about where how i'm at act- actually goes well, I mean, tortilla, yeah, how do you think you did how you think you did tortilla if you had to guess how many think you're gonna get right out of 10 uh, i killed it on the first few <laughs> <laughs> first two yeah fantilli's gonna go three anaheim's gonna take leo carlson and we're all gonna be wrong right hey, well, we used to we used to do those fake mock drafts uh, in the in the other group man i think i only got the first ones right that was so i'm not very confident at all if anyone's picking off of what i'm picking you're just as dumb as i am <laughs> <laughs> pay attention gms that listen to this oh, show oh, i guess so Tyler, I gotta ask you, out of me and Grandy, your twenty dollars is going to the winner. Who do you think won? Or is going to win? Uh, you know. I think I know you're not great on prospects, but your gut no. what does your gut tell you? My guts tell me Matt, because you have great taste in games, you're playing Zelda as well, and I think with that in mind, I think with your Tears of the Kingdom ability and your ability to draft, I, I trust that I'm probably giving twenty dollars to you to give the Humane Society. So- Tyler, Tyler, just real quick. Yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. You said you think you're going to go 8 out of 10. Me and you had No, last picks. year I did. I know. Last year I did. You oh. said you were going to repeat. Oh, so Yeah, that was it. That was a you, joke. You had more no. picks in common than him. I mean, come on. Man. Yeah, but come I'm on. I'm going to have most of the picks right between like he said 18 gut, and 25. And I was like I was like, I think in my gut, and I saw my beautiful Zelda case. And I was like, you know what? That's a sign right there. Look up and see that first. I had to go with it. I just had to. So, but we'll see. I mean, be fun either anything way. past anything past fifteen, you're especially us. We're 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 all throwing darts at the board. None of us have inside yeah. information. We're doing this for fun. We're doing this to help good causes, and we love talking draft. So yeah. So anybody listening, please don't send us angry letters yeah. that you bet or make on bets our draft. Yeah, like yeah, don't like, make a oh, on this. Chirping Yotes podcast said this guy was going to go at 18. I'm going to bet 100 bucks on it. Don't do it. All right, because we don't know. We're just we're doing this for yeah. charity. We're doing this for fun. Please don't get yeah. mad at us when we miss most of them. 
Yeah, plus my own credentials fault. here are just a sign that says I like hockey a lot. So that's all I really got for credentials. So please don't make a parlay on my first 10, whatever you do. We'll lose money really together. You really going to follow a guy that calls himself tortilla? <laughs> I, mean, I guess so. Not if you All live right. in Toronto. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, uh, real quick, Mike, remind me. Uh, I think the yeah. first time you were here, did you do a Mount Rushmore for us? I don't I think remember. I did yeah? I think you I did? did. Okay. I wasn't sure. I was like, I put it there just because I wasn't sure if you did or not. Yeah. So. I got yeah. Huh? yeah. I got. How many trades do you think there'll be in the first round? Boy, that's a that's a great question. Uh, I mean, I think there'll be a few. I'll go. All right, I'll, so hang I'll on, hang on. Before you, before you elaborate, let's just start with this. I'm going to set the over under at three and a half. Over. Mike? Uh, over. I'm going over. That's way too low. It's got to be higher. I want to put so, my over under at. I'm trying to think of what you guys said about that later round. So I'm trying to add that into my limited prospect knowledge. My, I'm going to say over under would be six and a half. I was going to say five and a half. Really? So I was going to say seven and a half. So no, seven and a half is too high. I'm I'm actually going under three and a half trades. Really? And okay. and I I say this because of how deep this draft class is. Generally, you see a ton of trades in weaker classes, stronger classes. You don't see nearly as many. Um, so I actually think we're going to see, I, I don't want to call it like no trades because I, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but realistically, I don't think we're going to see a lot of them. You uh, willing to add to the charity for this? I'll take the over. You take the under. Winner donates $10 to yeah, why not? the other charity. Why not? All right. They can't. Virtually. All right. So, excuse me. I think we ready for my question of the week, or any more we want to discuss before we get into that. Go for it. Okay. My question of the week to you boys is, and actually, you know this one because I want to make sure we, you know, knew beforehand. Uh, it is obviously the middle of baseball season, and I thought it'd be kind of cool to do a. What would your walk-up song be? If you were to, I know this is a hockey podcast, at least most of the time. Uh, what would your your walk up song be? Or if you so, want, so I'll give you this for goal song. I was just about to say to keep it into the hockey realm. What would your goal song like, be? Like the Sabers do, like the Sabers, which every team should do, in my opinion. But yeah. So if you pick your goal scoring song, what would it be? Who's going first? I'll go first because I have mine figured out. I'm going to go back to my emo days, and I'm going to say Born for Greatness from Papa Roach. Okay. Nice. I like that. I don't know that that's emo. (laughs) I mean, that's... It was in my my Fallout Boy, Papa Roach phase. I mean, I still listen to both of them, so don't get me wrong. Not a phase, Mom. (laughs) It's who I really am. Still. About your tortilla? Do you have yours yet? Anybody? Uh, I'll go with uh, I'll go with the the theme song from uh, Casino Royale by Chris Cornell. Oh, there you go. Chris Cornell's awesome. Uh, That's a good one. That's yeah, good song. Should get the title right. Yeah. Okay. Mine would be Push Push in parentheses 
Lady Lightning by Bane Camaro. Really good song there. Good guitar riff. I like that a lot. So that would be mine. Would I'm you? not sure nice. I've actually ever heard that song. Good. I mean, I, I could be wrong, but I can't think of it. I don't think of where I've heard it to where I'd be like, oh, it's from, but I don't remember where I've heard it originally. It's been on my Spotify playlist for a while. Uh, man, Kenny G. Was it Michael Bolt? Kenny G or Michael Bolt? Kenny, what Kenny G song? <laughs> no, uh, I was like, finest, okay, I mean, finest walk, finest walk, okay, primus long walk, just like in the, the are you talking to me? <laughs> That just leaves you, man. Alright, so I don't know how many people that listen are gonna know it, but I'm gonna go with Laid to Rest by Lamb of God. Oh yeah. And there's a certain part towards the end of the song that legal is probably not gonna let me say, but um anybody no, that give knows a that song, on that one. Anybody that knows that song uh knows where I'm going here. So You're going to give me that's a thumbs down on that? Come on. Illegal, not me. I think it's a great song, oh. personally. But that's legal. I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, Lamb of God's great. Love I, Redneck. I, I almost went a certain Five Finger Death Punch song, too. So They're like but the Nickelback of metal. You can't go Five Finger Death Punch. Oh, come on. Matt from the top ropes every time. <laughs> they're the Nickelback of metal, bro. Don't oh, worry. man. Have you seen them live? I heard they're not that great live. They're not that great recorded either. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> All right. So, boys, you ready to wrap this thing up? Wait, can I change mine to Green Jelly? <laughs> sure. <laughs> you can do whatever song you want. Hey, are you sure it's not the Wednesday song? Hey, oh, yeah, that's God. right. We still need the dance, man. Come on. Oh, that's right. I'm waiting Friday. for that. Not this Friday, but next Friday. Okay. All Sounds right. good. Wait. She does it to two songs. So, all right. Well, you got to do it to two songs then. That's what you get yeah. for swearing. I want the. You got to wear the dress too and the hairstyle. We've hey, we've talked. We've talked about instituting a swear jar just because of your guest appearances. There's <laughs> <laughs> your charity today. donation right there. I have not sworn today. Fucking bad. Uh, right. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> All right, but, so next week we will be covering, you know, of course, the Mace. Huh? I can say, you know how hard it is to find a dress my size? Come on, man. <laughs> so that girlish figure, come Just, on. I'll let you borrow one of my shirts, bro. <laughs> yesterday, so. Oh, boy. Yeah. I'm not feeling so good, man. He's got some funky oh, ass pills, man. All right, well, next week, we're going to be covering some more arena drama, of course, some ideas where they may or may not go. Uh, killer timeline, if anything develops between now and then. Uh, what are thoughts of the, if the NHL should take the approach of the global series? And we have a special guest returning next week, so we will be very excited for that. Boys, before we close this out, any any last sentiments? Not just thank you. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Big Tortilla for coming on thank you mike for coming on always a pleasure 
this has been something we've wanted to do for a while. Glad that, like I said, hopefully between all of us, we get uh, a lot of these picks right to to pump up some of these charities. So, yeah, honestly, got to thank Mike here. Um, our our listener counts like doubled with him on the show. Um, maybe we're getting some of the, and I'm sorry for those listeners that follow Mike that have to hear some of the things that Tyler says about Canada. Um, but it's all yeah, it, it's always great to have Mike and, and Thorty on the show. Um, you know, you guys add a lot to this. We can't, can't thank you guys enough for it. Um, you know, later rivals podcast. Thank you guys so much for submitting some mocks to us. Um, you know that with that's like great nation you guys... flags too like yeah that... the whole thing like nation flags where they came from their position like the whole thing it was it was awesome so we do appreciate it um once we have everybody's mocks in and organized and and we go back through and and it so we none of us shared our mocks with anybody else this was completely blind going into the show who everybody was taking outside of our fan submissions. But once we have everything together, we'll get those mocks posted up on our, uh, or tweeted out um, for everybody to see um, so that you guys can all hold us accountable after the draft for how good or bad we did and how much we actually did donate. Um, so again, thanks everybody for helping with the show. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I'll be on Oh, hey, I got a question. Tyler, are you wearing a Texas A&M hat? Sure am. Uh, do all your friends at Michigan know that you're cheating on them with another loser school? Uh, this is actually <laughs> the primary loser school, actually. This is the first one. The second one's Michigan. I like my heart broken. I had to get kicked when I'm down, honestly. It's my favorite thing. So You should be a U of A fan, bro. I can't do that. I I actually love myself still. So, no. it's well, all... <laughs> bear, bear down, Tyler. Uh, no, Gigum actually is what I prefer to say. So with that being said, thank you guys for coming on. We'll see you guys next week with a special guest and all those other things we talked about. Have a good night.